0: To Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, again, my co host is Robert. How is it going with you?
1: It's going good. How's it going with you?
0: Going good. Going good. Um, So I did say at the end of the last Gaming Talk episode, which was two weeks ago, that we would be taking last week off because it was my. Birthday, so we've had a bit of time. Uh, there's a good chunk of news that we got to talk about today, which is good. Some good stuff, some funny stuff, some bad stuff. You know how it is. That's how the world works these days. It's a mysterious, weird place. Um, but anyway, in between the two weeks that we uh, had in between the episodes, what have you been playing, Robert?
1: Uh, well, I kind of hit a wall with Tunic. I still play it every now and then, but me not being very, very good at uh, Dark soul style games, I stuck on a boss. So I downloaded Weird West because I've been hearing good things about that. I wasn't overly impressed. Uh, So I downloaded Lost in Random. Weird West. Okay. Uh, Makes no sense. Um, As a game, basically you're a a retired gunslinger that has to come out of retirement because they killed your son and your husband. Apparently there's like a a blood cult and necromancy and all, all kinds of weird stuff. But the gameplay just was counterintuitive with everything and i just got like an hour hour and a half into it and then i tapped out okay Uh, um so i tried lost in random which is a weird um if it wasn't for the studio that made it i'd swear it was like a double fine game um with its art style but basically uh dice are alive and you can use them for combat so Hmm.
0: okay okay um so we'll see what you uh get up to with those um so what's the uh, the wall that you kind of hit in tunic or is it too spoilery to
1: it's just a boss that? i can't beat
0: okay okay um do you need to like grind them all for something or are you just not quite getting the no more? they
1: don't really do upgrades and like that there's no real levels okay. you can find items and then sacrifice the items at an altar to get like more health and more stamina and more magic right. and things like that um but they're finite they're not like Every tenth this or every fiftieth that or anything like that, um, and it's, it's one of those games that you could e- if you're good enough you could easily beat it without any of the upgrades. Um, I'm just not very good at those kinds of games. So.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I finished the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga Collection. I won't talk too much about it because I did quite a long review about it. Um, that was an interesting review to do because I don't know how you can spoil that game unless you've seen the fi- unless you haven't seen the films, but. The recommendation is that you watch the films, and then you see how they're adapted in Lego form, you know, with all the classic moments and everything. Uh, the I'm your father, I have the higher ground, all those good moments. Um, but uh, no, really good game, really, really happy with it. Gave it one of my must-play ratings, I'll probably mention that in the housekeeping section. But um, yeah, it's interesting that I did a, a an episode called um, How Video Games Can Evolve, and then I played Lego Star Wars and was like, yeah, this is in line with what I was kind of mentioning, so... That was a very very good experience overall. Uh, there was a couple of little things that happened. One particular incident in episode six that happened. Uh, it was a very easily very uh, fixable kind of situation, but it didn't uh, didn't derail my game experience with that. Um, finished Kenya before that, so there's that. Um, I made a new um, AS Val class in COD Modern Warfare, um, which obviously on the multiplayer side of things. Um, can I talk about COD now and again, but not much of it is, like, massively noteworthy, but, I uh, made a new class today, actually, and played some, some matches with that. Um, basically, I went for range and stability over speed, is, is the easiest way to sort of put that. I put a dot sight on the, a nice red dot sight on the Val, and I was, uh, killing a couple of people, and, uh, I made people, some people very angry, and I found that very funny, so all in all, very good, uh, a very good time with, uh with that so uh, i'm managing to get a lot of grenade kills in the last couple of days um because obviously i know the maps very very well at this point point. and one of my teammates will say like hey somebody i uh, just got shot by this person and they are in this location and i'll kind of just whip my character around and be like oh i know where i can throw a grenade that will bounce near that location sling a grenade over there and i don't always get the the, the, uh, the enemy with it but oftentimes i've ended up doing that and it's worked out pretty well so that's been uh, it's been a lot of fun with with that as well so that's been quite good um the next game i'm going to look to move on to and it has been sent to me but i've not received it yet i want to give another go to star wars squadrons i'm in a bit of a star wars mood right now because obviously i just played all the nine episodes and i was thinking about how good the um space combat is on the lego game which for a lego game it's very very good the space combat And I thought, you know what, I I did give Star Wars Squadrons a good go, but I really want to try the immersive VR version. And one of the issues was kind of this vertigo kind of thing where, you know, obviously you're in in space, you're in a spaceship, you're going to be going up, down, left, right, 360 degrees. And I didn't find it to be very steady in VR, which, you know, kind of is the effect that you're going to get. But I kind of thought, because I've got this chair in my room that I can sit on, right? That I can use for a bit of like... Not really back support, but just... So I'm I'm sitting in a chair as I'm in VR... As opposed to kind of sitting on my bed. I mean, I can lean against the wall... But that's not really going to be the same kind of thing. So I kind of just thought... If I give Star... Because there wasn't much wrong with the game of Star Wars Squadrons. But I thought, you know what? I do have a VR headset. I've got the VR adapter now for the PlayStation 5. And I'm in a Star Wars mood. Um... And I want to kind of give this another go. Because um, obviously the other VR Star Wars game was the Vader Immortal episodes. They were really, really good. But most of that was like, you know, using the Force and Lightsaber. Which was great. But um, I kind of just thought, for, for those moments in the game where I'm like, leaning back in the ship and I'm you know going up in the air. If as a human reaction i lean backwards at least i'll have my chair support kind of st- do you get what i mean so i'll be a bit mm-hmm. more i'll be a bit more properly sort of seated um and obviously you know i'm not moving but it's the effect that vr gives you which makes you think that you know it's real and that which is obviously a good effect so i kind of just thought hey if i if i set the camera up so that it can um work to that degree because um, it's not a game where you're going to need to be reaching for stuff because you just have your controller in your hand and you're just pressing buttons with that. And I thought if I s- put, just put myself nicely in a in an actual chair and play that game, could I have a better experience with that? So I'll let you all know. Um, I'll hopefully have it between now and next week. So I'll let you all know how that goes. Hopefully that works. So we shall we shall see. Because it was a good game. Like playing it normally, it was just a bit... eh. You know, this is probably a lot better in VR, more immersive and that kind of thing. And I remember that the times I've tried it in VR and, the, like, the start when you're going into space, it's very, very immersive and looks really good and everything. Um, like, the interiors look great and stuff. But, yeah, it was just that, like, that VR vertigo kind of effect that you can have. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much most of what I've been playing. We've got more news to talk about than actual game impressions and stuff, so... We'll see how that all goes. Um, Apart from that. Let me just quickly see. I did update my list this week. On Boomerang. Um, I think I put Returnal back on there. Because I wanted to give that another go. Um, Oh yes. There's the. uh, Switch Sports. Which comes out this Friday. Um, So I'm looking forward to trying to hopefully. Get into that. Um. So I'll get my Switch out for that. And then there is uh, the Kirby game as well. What's it called? Go to my games to rent this. Yeah, Forbidden Land, which I've seen Alana Pierce play an hour of. She really, really loved that game. And that looks like it's very, very interesting. So those are kind of the the next couple of games I'm going to be playing. Because that period where we just had, where we had like Returnal and Dying Light and Star Wars and all this other kind of stuff and Elden Ring, that's all sort of finished now, so gives us some time to play some other things and then as we'll find out shortly uh on the 22nd of june i'm going to be all in on that ps plus thing with the classic games and stuff so that's uh my plans going forward anyway that's it for that uh, Let's do some housekeeping and then we'll get into some good bad and some funny news we'll see you in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Koaloo using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, as of a couple of hours ago, uh, Robert joined me for another podcast earlier today, and it was for the Flash podcast wrap-up. Robert had, uh, I had sort of fallen behind a little bit with the show, but we had an open discussion about, you know, what was happening in the episode. You'd watched a couple more than me, just because I'd fallen behind with the show a bit. I talked about why that is, and ultimately why we are wrapping up the podcast. You said you were going to continue in the near future with the episodes, and I'm going to catch up sort of later. But that's the podcast wrap up. Just talking about um, well, an end kind of cap to the to the flash. So you can listen to that. Uh, over in the other reviews that I've done, I did a review yesterday for a show called Raw. Um, it's on Apple TV Plus. It's basically eight stories; they're all female-driven episodes, and uh, you can find that on Apple TV Plus. I gave it one of my must see uh ratings um it's an interesting thing to review because they're all like eight different anthology episode stories but as a whole as a package of a of a season of tv really really good really really enjoyed that so that was that episode uh over on the united cast things continue to get worse uh we lost 3-1 to arsenal in a admittedly a bit more of an unlucky game as a few penalties we could have had goals we could have avoided conceding Um, A penalty we did have that we missed. You know, football kind of goes like that sometimes. But that was a 3-1 to Arsenal. Uh, We then play next against Chelsea on Thursday. There's only four games left now of the season. So uh, it'll it'll all be over soon. And then we can have the new manager. Um, Speaking of my, like I said, my Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga review. I gave it a must-play rating. Really, really good. New addition to the I guess we can say Lego franchise at this point from TT Games. Uh they've really taken a look at what they could have improved and they have improved a lot of things. They've really evolved what they've done with the game, the new format and everything. So I really, really enjoyed my time with that. So that's the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga game. Uh, speaking of the new manager that I just mentioned, uh Man United have appointed a new manager. His name is Eric Ten Hag. Uh he's the manager that I would have would have liked and we, we've now appointed him. Uh it's not as a result of a man of the current manager being sacked. Um, The current manager, Ralph Ragnick, is going to be going upstairs, in quotes, to a consultancy role, uh, which was always supposed to happen from day one anyway, so he's not being sacked and replaced, he's just being put in a different role. Uh, But Eric Ten Hag, who's currently managing over at Ajax, hopefully they can win their Dutch league is going to be joining Manchester United Ed as their manager next season, so that would be good. Uh, over on the other TV side of things, uh, me and David continued our weekly coverage for TV shows. We've moved from Walking Dead to Better Call Saul. Uh, Better Call Saul started with two episodes for season six, so season six episodes one and two. Double episode, and we'll be continuing those episodes either on Wednesdays or Thursdays, most likely Thursdays going forward, but uh, that was really, really good to do as well. Um, over on the DC talk side of things, um, I talked about the incident with Ezra Miller and them uh, getting arrested again. And what does Warner Brothers do about Ezra Miller and with what they've kind of been up to and stuff. Yes, a recasting is possibly, probably inevitable, but what do you do about the fact that you've already shot this film, etc, etc. You know, you've got some PR stuff to deal with and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, plus you've got a new person in charge now because of the... Warner Brothers Discovery merger His name is uh, David Zaslov, So what is he going to do about it It's uh, it's, it's a uh, annoying situation Plus you know they've also got the Amber, Amber Heard Situation to deal with So good luck to David Zaslov over there um, Over on the other United cast episodes We lost 4-0 to Liverpool Because the team didn't try um, Another positive podcast uh, You remember Nicky Rap, Don't you We've talked yep. about her before. Uh, she returned to Entertainment Talk. The episode is called Nikki Rap Returns. Uh, we talked this time about Psychonauts 2, because, of course, when she was on the podcast last time, Psychonauts 2 wasn't out. But she voices. Uh, she's a voice actress, for those of you that don't know. She voices two characters called Lily. One is from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and one is the Lily character from Psychonauts 1 and 2. So it was really, really nice to have her back on the podcast and talk to her. We talked about The Walking Dead TV show, the Telltale's Walking Dead, Telltale's sort of future. They've kind of come back and stuff and uh all that good stuff as well so really really good to talk to her um over on the horror side of things as well i reviewed the part one of season 10 for american horror story that's called red tide so i talked about that as well uh that's everything we've been pretty much doing on entertainmenttalk.org you can find us as well by searching for entertainment talk on your favorite podcast platforms all right let's get into some news All right, so let's start off with I haven't organized this in a particular way. um we've got some again some good stuff, some funny stuff, some bad stuff. Let's start off with some with some bad stuff, and then we can get into some better things. um we have Robert uh, another situation of studio mismanagement from Activision, so what is going on this time? What have they done this time? So, Vicarious Visions, who is the developers of the Tony Hawk's remaster games and the original three Crash Bandicoot remasters that came out in 2017. Vicarious Visions, a great studio. They did a really good job with both games. You know, Tony Hawk wasn't quite my thing, but I recognised it as a good game. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, obviously, you know, love all that and and everything. Uh, They did a really, really good job with remastering uh, those old games. Um, So, that meant that Vicarious Visions previously was working uh under the activision label obviously we've got activision blizzard they still make different games uh but they're kind of merged as a studio but now activision has decided that they're going to be merged with blizzard and um, the staff were apparently informed last year um <laughs> which again just doesn't make sense um i think they were one of the devs that were moved to do cod support well which also made no sense and still to this day because that's still the ongoing situation still doesn't make any sense um yeah uh none of this from the day that they decided and by they i mean activision decided hey we're gonna move all these studios over to do cod support which wasn't really for cod support it was warzone support but we're going to tell you that Toys for Bob are still doing support for Crash 4. Even though that game's already out. And they might have done some work on Crash 4. But nothing changed with that game. Because it wasn't a live service game. It was a single player game that just came out and was released. And that was that. Um, They moved all these studios over to COD. Vicarious Visions was one of them. As well as other studios. You've got studios like Beanox that did the um, Crash Team Racing remaster and they were doing support work previously for COD but that's kind of where they were anyway Uh, because if when I boot up 2019's Bond Warfare, it says Beanox it also says Raven Software and Infinity Ward and I think there's a Shanghai studio or something as well Um, why that game needs four teams on it I don't know either because Infinity Ward themselves is very very capable of uh, working on that game Um, but yeah whoever's making these decisions obviously you've got um what's his name is it bob something the 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 the, the nasty ceo Could bob
1: kodak yeah
0: kodak yeah um because i was thinking of Bob and then i was thinking of the two disney guys because they both called bob Iger and bob chapek but no it's bob um Kodek, isn't it so why, why 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 are a bunch of ceos called bob anyway um Yeah, I don't know if this is like his decision or if he's just kind of this person that's just sitting in his luxury home just collecting, you know, COD money every year. I don't don't really know. But whoever's decided to do this is making continuous mistakes. And the only really solution that we can talk about is hoping that ASAP, that Microsoft can get in there, dot all the I's, cross all the T's of whatever paperwork needs to be filed. Obviously, they're buying the company for 68 billion um the sooner that happens the sooner phil spencer can get some control over this studio because this will just make this worse and you know there was a lot of rumors last year and i think like before the game awards and everything about this supposed Wampa league crash bandicoot game which is supposed to be like a new party game so instead of basically instead of remastering crash bash which is a bad game you make another because of Crash Bandicoot franchise has got potential to have a party game. You just need to make a new one. I don't actually know who's supposed to be developing that. If that's supposed to be Toys for Bob. Because they were also moved to COD support. After they released Crash Bandicoot 4. So the the, the, the all all this moving around all these, all these studios it doesn't make any sense. But the reason it's happening. I mean Vicarious Visions being merged with Blizzard. Makes even less sense than them being moved to COD support. Because like. Yeah, wh- wh- why would you move a studio from working on Tony Hawk and Crash to COD support to, like, Blizzard titles? So it would be, what, Overwatch, Diablo, what other Blizzard titles are there? Got, like, he- Hearthstone, I think, as well? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that... Ma- I mean, I say, how does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense Um, as to why you would do that with, with talent. What Activision should be doing is saying, hey, these Tony Hawk, Spyro, and Crash games that, like, people love... You three, so, like, Beanox, Vicarious Visions, and Toys for Bob, you lot just, like, stay stay where you are, keep making great Crash games, Sparrow games, Tony Hawk games, it's making people happy. Those games are selling well and everything. But, no, because the reason this is all happening, apart from this specific Blizzard thing, which, again, makes even less sense, is because Quad Warzone makes a lot of money, and they thought, hey, we'll put a bunch of our, instead of, like, you know, bothering with Tony Hawk and Spyro and Crash, with uh, regards of whatever's going on with Wampa League, we'll just move a bunch of our studios over to Cod Warzone because it makes a lot of money, so we can just put more, you know, time, effort, and resources into that. Um, but yeah, Vicarious Visions being merged with Blizzard actually makes even less sense, which is what which is what is making this whole situation even more bizarre. Um, if this story seems uh, similar to some of you. I made sure to look this up. A uh, similar story. Um, this was from last year, I believe, or, or the year before. Uh, you're right
1: there? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: it was Toys for... my chair. Okay. Uh, Toys for Bob, who did the development on the uh, uh, Spyro Remastered Trilogy and Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, it says here, Toys for Bob, original story, Activision-owned studio Toys for Bob has reportedly uh, dismissed an unknown number of staff, so like, layoffs happened in that case. The layoffs appear to have occurred as the developer shifted uh, to support development for Call of Duty: Warzone, having announced its involvement on the game via Twitter yesterday. That was obviously an older story, so that didn't make any sense either. Um, but yeah, a bunch of random, super stupid stuff is happening here. Robert, what do you what do you make of all this?
1: Mm, well, it's like a, I forget if it was the last podcast or just a podcast that I talked on, but California, just the state itself, is a dumpster fire um so anything stupid coming out of there is just par for the course i actually have a follow-up story to your story when you're done with everything but yeah i mean the whole thing is just a nightmare
0: yeah yeah just it's
1: i was trying to think of
0: it as i was putting you know all these notes into this um word document i was trying to think of an analogy of like other jobs and it would be like you going from i don't know being a plumber to a gardener You could do that if you want, if you get bored of plumbing and you think, you know, hey, I like planting stuff and cutting grass. Sure, you can do that. But why would you move a studio from working on Crash to working on Blizzard titles? Or the the thing that happened before, which was like, hey, yeah, Crash 4, great, you did really good. Do you want to work on COD? And then like, oh, you've been working on COD for like a year or two or probably 18 months or whatever. Let's put you in Blizzard it it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, it's uh it's very, very odd. Um, But as I said, the, the sooner... I mean, whether you want to talk about monopolisation with Microsoft or whatever... Do you know what? I don't really care. Because I care about Crash and COD. And I want to see them do well. But in order for them to do well... You've got to sort out your studios properly. Um... This kind of reminds me of, like, with Warner Brothers, right? Obviously before the David Zasloff takeover, which has, like, just happened. Where fans would be like, hey, can we have a Man of Steel 2? Can we have a Cyborg film? Can we have a Justice League 2? And they go, no, here's a... Here's, like, we're going to give you this other stuff. Like, I I don't know, a, a Kite Man TV show. Or... You know, like, like the Plastic man film that's supposed to be in development or Whatever it's like wh- why Why are you doing these things But a- as I've said about these kind of companies This isn't an IP issue This isn't sort of like oh COD suddenly bad Or Crash is suddenly bad or Spyro suddenly bad You've got teams Who are very capable of making those games You're just putting them on stuff that doesn't make any sense It's an executive And higher ups problem as opposed to a Dev team problem Or a um, IP problem it It's kind of a, a... I could kind of compare this a little bit more fairly with Battlefield as well. There's nothing wrong with Battlefield as a franchise. It's a very simple, grounded warfare game. But if you mismanage your dev team, or your dev team doesn't work properly on the game, that's not Battlefield's fault. That's the people working on it. It's their fault. It's like with DC at the moment, right? There's nothing wrong with Wonder Woman, Batman, Flash, Superman, Aquaman. There's nothing wrong with the characters. It's the stories you create for them right and what you do and don't decide to do uh so anyway uh you said you had a follow-up to this do you want to put that in now
1: yeah so uh california's governor gavin Newsom has been accused of interfering with the activision blizzard uh sexual harassment lawsuit (laughs) Uh, melanie proctor who is the assistant chief counsel for california's department of fair employment and housing quit in protest after her boss Chief Counsel Jeanette Whipper was fired by the governor last month. Proctor's resignation said, quote, As we continue to win in state court in, after each event, the interference would continue and increase and would mimic the interest of Activision's legal counsel. Uh, the office of the governor repeatedly demanded advance notice of litigation strategy and the next step in the litigation, and that her boss, uh, Whipper, quote, attempted to protect the agency's independence. Um, now, Gavin Newsom, for those people in the UK who don't know, terrible, terrible human being, terrible, terrible governor, proof that, like I've said before, uh, the state of California is just a giant dumpster fire. His last notable thing as governor was to close all the restaurants during COVID, like just force them all to shut down, uh, but then would demand the French Laundry, which is a super high-end, super exclusive restaurant opened up took a whole bunch of his uh donors there and they spent 22 grand just on booze in the middle of covid so that's the kind of person that he is and now he's right. interfering trying to protect activision for some unknown reason Hmm. Yeah. yeah
0: so i mean i don't know who those people are that you've mentioned obviously you had to give some some context there but yeah yeah that sounds like a pretty stupid thing to do That that's kind of the same as like hey instead of getting these, these companies to work on these games and like you said just kind of shoving everything into one restaurant that's like taking these teams and going hey all of you get over to COD because it's the money maker you know so there's 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 oddly some similarities with the story there so there we go um, alright let's move off from uh, the Activision dumpster fire there uh, I don't really say that word often but I guess that applied in that situation Um, Let's move on to some fun information. We don't have too much to go off in terms of this, but uh, there was randomly a Ghostbusters VR game announced this week. Um, I did see it um, posted by Push Square, so that means it's going to be on PlayStation VR. I did see in their headline tweet that it says that there's no mention of PSVR 2, which is fine at the moment, I think. You know, if this game's going to come out before... PSVR2 gets launched, which we still don't know when that's going to be, and obviously you have just had Moss 2 come out as well. Um, by the way, I'm waiting for MOS 2 to go to a physical copy so that I can rent that. That's when I'll play that game. But um, yeah, it makes kind of sense at the moment. There's no need to really, uh, apart from like that Horizon game, which obviously you know Sony staple IP and all that sort of thing. There's no massive reason to announce right now get games that are in the near future for VR to announce them for PSVR2 because what you can do is once you fully say, hey psvr 2 is coming out on this date then you can announce what's playable with it i suppose so um but yeah the ghostbusters vr uh certainly got potential um i didn't see any specific trailer or gameplay thing posted maybe there was and i missed it i just sort of saw the, the headline and kind of just went with that but um yeah it obviously so if you've got a proton pack in first person then you've got the uh, they're called streams aren't they i think mm-hmm. that, that they shoot from that um could be interesting it would depend i suppose because you've got these ghosts that are flying around all over the place how can vr handle that what we what will you actually use to turn around in 360 degrees because sometimes that's not always the easiest thing in vr um so i'm curious as to how exactly that's going to necessarily work that's quite a fast paced kind of thing to do so but i'm sure it'll be handled hopefully um, but we have to see how that goes. But the prospects, you know, Ghostbusters in VR sounds alright. Just depends on how it's kind of handled. Um, what do you What do you make of of that Ghostbusters? Yeah, in VR? I think
1: uh, Ghostbusters is an interesting uh, franchise that would very easily work in uh, VR. So it's just one of those things that we'll just have to wait to see some gameplay.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so Robert, uh, a few weeks ago, about. Three or four weeks ago, maybe, uh, we talked about, obviously, the new version of PlayStation Plus. There was the different tiers that were announced. I said I was very excited for the classic games and whatnot, and you said, you know, you'd kind of wait and see uh, as to how things play out. Um, So I both have um, rumor mill discussion, speculation stuff here, and actual dates as well, because they kind of loosely said June, probably because the thing itself was about to get leaked and they just had to announce it, but they weren't prepared for any dates yet. Um, so it says here. This is from Push Square. Uh, Push Square, by the way, very good for like you know PlayStation news and content and stuff. It says uh, Sony has updated its official blog post on the upcoming PlayStation Plus Extra and PlayStation Plus Premium tiers. When the new subscription um, options were first announced, they were given a vague June 2022 release window, which is fine. Um but now we've got the dates that the overall overhauled uh, service is targeting across various regions. Here are the dates as per Sony. So it says Asian market Asian market, sorry, excluding Japan, targeting May twenty third, twenty twenty two. Um is there a reason that they would get that earlier than the rest of us? Is that something to do with their to do with their market, maybe? No idea. Okay. okay. But uh, there's that, uh, which is in just about a month's time. Uh, Japan is targeting um, 1st of June 2022. Then it says America's uh, targeting 13th of June 2022. And then Europe, which is me, uh, is targeting 22nd of June 2022. So about a couple of more, couple of months to to wait for that. Um, So you said that you like, because they they didn't, they said that they weren't aiming to do like day one releases for new PlayStation games. Um, So you still, uh, what's your interest level with this at the moment? Has it changed at all?
1: No, not really. Like I said, I don't play my PlayStation enough to really justify anything other than what I already have, which was the PS Plus that mm-hmm. I got as a, when it was like 20 bucks off on Amazon for Black Friday sale or, or something. Um, and if it expires, it expires. I just I don't use it enough, mm-hmm. really. Okay,
0: fair enough. Um,
1: but yeah, I, as I
0: said when the uh, initial thing was announced, I'm going to be looking forward to playing PlayStation 1 and 2 games. Um, doesn't mean they'll all be added on day one, but I'm assuming there'll be a good chunk of them, hopefully. So, we'll see how that works out. Um, but yeah, what I'm kind of planning to do, because I don't know about any games that are coming out end of June that I will actually be playing. Because the games I just mentioned, so like Star Wars Squadrons, uh, the Kirby game, and maybe Stepping Back Into Eternal, see how that goes. I can probably play, may- maybe not finish, but at least play those uh, for the next couple of months and then see what else kind of comes up and stuff but um, interestingly enough my um, billing date each month for boomerang is the 23rd so I can use boomerang until the well obviously this comes out the day before that so what I could do is subscribe to this you know have a look out see what's what what's on there and stuff um I do hope that they tell us which games are going to be which which classic games are going to be on their day one they'll probably do that a bit later I would imagine cuz it's a little bit early still yet cuz we're only in April Um is to basically put boomerang on a on a pause I'm not going to like close down the account or anything you can take like it was called a rental holiday so I'm going to do that on the day before so I don't get charged on the 23rd um and then see what this is like on the on the 22nd obviously if it's not got much there to offer at the start um again hopefully we hear a bit more about that as we get closer then i'll probably just leave that for now and then just keep boomerang and just just kind of go from there so um but now we have a, a start date which is good let's just see um so june 22nd that is a random wednesday so that'll be interesting do you reckon it will launch obviously like different time zones for different places there do you reckon it will launch from midnight on those different time zones, or like an 8 a.m. kind of thing?
1: No idea. Okay,
0: okay. Because um, I've noticed, you know, sometimes where I've pre ordered certain games like Last of Us and Crash and stuff, they've been available from like midnight on that day. So I'll uh, we'll see if they do a midnight launch or or, or not. So we shall see. Um, let's move on to the, the, the funny part of the episode. Uh, we're going to bring up Battlefield 2042 once again. Um, and we talked before when they said that they'd added a scoreboard in. Uh, which apparently some of the players aren't very happy with it. It's a bit basic and, and whatnot. Again, I don't play the game anymore. So I couldn't tell you. I've seen some screenshots and some videos. And it looks kind of basic and stuff. But they they added the scoreboard last time. That was in the last update. That was after four months. So after roughly five months of this game being out. They have finally added voice chat. But. Of course there's a but. Because it's, cause it's Battlefield. Um, it is only for parties and for squads so from my perspective how this would work uh, obviously you can just do a standard like you know if your teammates are on PlayStation you can just start up a PlayStation voice chat and you can talk to your teammates that way obviously or same thing with um the Xbox party chat you can probably do it that way so how this would probably work because the way that you can do squads and parties on COD is if you're in your normal lobby you invite your teammates, or they invite you. One of you accepts the invite, one way or the other. You start up joining a party. You know, two, three, four, five, six people, however many, and then you're in a party. And it will show you that on COD because when you search for a game and it has then the full lobby of people, everybody else is marked in, I think it's red, uh, and then your party's marked in in green. And your your teammates who are in your party, their name above their head will be marked in green the uh, everybody else basically will be marked in in blue obviously if you come across an enemy and you look at them long enough for their name tag to come up that comes up in red because they're an enemy um, but presumably you'd probably shoot them before that or they run off um, so how this feels like it will work to me and this is me kind of going off a of basic assumption is if you go into a lobby that you start regardless of game mode and you just start and you play with random people those people won't be in your party or your squad um so i presume that you still can't talk to th- so it's not really like an open game chat that would be a more sort of uh, and i don't really know why it would be restricted to that again this is a battlefield they've made so many mistakes but um so essentially what you would have to probably do is again do the the invites get your um friends in your party or you join their party and then you'd probably be able to hear them. Um, that still doesn't mean that you—that still means that you couldn't smack talk the opposition, enemy team because they wouldn't be in your party because obviously they'd be on the other team. It's just so this game has just been so slow with adding these things in. I mean, you're talking four or five months for features that the game should have launched with, like a scoreboard, and party chat. I mean, sure, Nintendo's got their own quirky way of doing party chat and things like that um so yeah but like this is a triple a what's well, supposed to be triple a studio with dice and to to me if if any shooter game comes out whether it's you know something to do with Fortnite or Apex Legends Titanfall Halo COD you know you, you name any any game like that or like the online stuff in in Doom or something You'd kind of expect. I mean, especially a score. Like, I don't understand how this game was actually functioning without a scoreboard, because how would you know who's winning and who's losing? Um, I, I, I don't know how that would, how that would work. Um, but yeah, they, Robert, what do you think? They've added this uh, not full kind of voice chat in after about five months.
1: Uh, it makes no sense. I mean, for any game like that, voice chat should be mandatory, standard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even back in Codborn Modern Warfare's 2v2 beta, which was what got me into that game, obviously a bit of a different game mode to what I play, but still, you know, the gameplay was good and stuff. I remember that having voice chat, and that was the, the actually, that wasn't the beta, that was the 2v2, was it the alpha or was it the beta? It was one of them two things, but obviously that's like the pre-release version of the actual game. That's that's where you the beta and your alpha and your beta versions of your games is where you don't expect things to work. So then, if players are telling you, "Hey, this thing in this game doesn't quite work," the game's not fully out yet. That's fine. You can correct those things for your release of your game. Um, I don't remember what the beta was like for this game. Um, I mean, I think when I played it, I I was there for a mere five minutes before I was like you know started shooting in the game and it was like horrible but yeah you've basically launched this without two major basic multiplayer features a scoreboard and voice chat um i mean i was doing those things in 2007 on cod mm-hmm. modern War- on cod 4 modern warfare the, the game those games had scoreboards and voice chat so yeah um I guess what they'll do with the next Battlefield game is they won't have guns or something. I don't know. Do you know? So. <laughs> uh, again, there's like there's no reason to be angry about this game anymore. It's like, oh, it's so bad. It makes you angry. It's just kind of funny and comical at this point just to see how this kind of goes. So, there we go. Uh, let's move on to some uh, very, very good news, actually. Um, Robert, as I've mentioned before a bunch of times on this podcast, um, I would like both games uh, from... Uh, Or More games from both um, studios which is Warner Brothers and Disney. So you could have Harry Potter games, Game of Thrones games, DC games and then obviously with the Disney side. You've got Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. All very good brands I'm very interested in. Uh, We've got another one on the way and this is a new Star Wars game coming from uh, Amy Henning. Who some of you might recognise from things like Jack and Daxter and of course most notably arguably the Uncharted games which she was involved in as well. A new, star, a new Star Wars game has been announced with her studio. Obviously she broke away from EA after that whole disaster happened. Uh, her studio is called uh, Skydance. And uh, she said in a... She posted... Um, I think I'm following her on Twitter. Or somebody else retweeted something that she posted. Uh, she posted a link on the Star Wars website. And it said... New Star Wars game in development from Skydance. And uh, she said in her actual tweet itself... Never tell me the odds. Which I thought was uh, was quite nice. So... Um, so far no red flags with this. Obviously, we don't really know much about the game at all. Um, but given Amy Hennings' track record and the fact that this is Star Wars, um, I'm kind of in already. I would expect this to probably be a third person action game. Given that's what, well, in in their own different ways, that's what Jack and Dexter were, and that's what Um Uncharted was. Uh, they've got, of course, Skydance has got the new um, Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners two game in development, which is a first-person VR zombie game, which was very good. Um, but yeah, good, good early signs so far. I mean, we don't know much about the game, but the the right people are involved with this. And you know, she tried to kind of do a Star Wars game with EA. Obviously, they can't. EA has cancelled how many Star Wars games that didn't work. Uh, she had to move away, and then she started the studio with Skydance and now she's finally getting that opportunity back. So uh what do you make of this positive situation, Robert?
1: Uh I mean it's one of those things that until we actually see a game and gameplay play, mm-hmm. not really anything to comment on.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um you haven't played the Uncharted games or Jack and Dexter, have you? No. Okay, okay.
1: But uh yeah,
0: good signs so far early, like you said, we'd need to actually see the game first to see what it's like and whatnot, but I'm just glad that she gets another shot at this, given what happened with EA and and whatnot. And of course, she's not the only person being disappointed by EA cancelling a game. So, good stuff over there. Um, Let's move on to some unfortunate, sad news. Uh, I didn't mean to put this last, it just happens to be last in my notes. But uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, which is my game of the year for last year, developed by, of course, Oddworld Inhabitants. Uh, The studio over there, run by uh, Lauren uh, Lauren Lanning, um, I can never say his name properly, Lauren Lanning, um, who's been developing that game. Uh, brilliant game, Old World Soulstorm was kind of a, um, uh, you can't really call it a remaster or a remake of, this, of the second Abe game. It was more of like a remaster and an extension of the second game. A, a bit of a Snyder Cut, if you will. Um, tells a better version of that story and gives it more things, you know, in that game. Um uh, but they unfortunately came out this week and said that uh because Oddworld Soulstorm at launch, at least the PS5, was a PS plus game, it was uh, devastating for their sales according to its um head studio dev Lauren Lanning. Um as somebody who's a massive fan of the the Odd World games, you know, I really enjoyed the old ones. I've really enjoyed the both remastered of the new of the new games. Um one of them was called Oddworld New and Tasty, which is that which was an actual remaster of the first game. And then just the just the really awesome stuff they did with the second game, which was uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. I hope this hasn't affected the studio too much. I would really like to see them build this kind of new canon that they've had planned. Because um, uh, there's a guy I've mentioned a few times called Kadikaris, or Jim Kadik, who streams regularly over on YouTube, and he makes like fun YouTube videos and stuff. Uh, he's really, really close with the studio, and uh, he's got like a really good relationship with Lauren Lanning. And he mentioned on his own Oddworld Soulstorm streams when he was playing the game... ...that they said that uh, cause there was a third or fourth game in that series called Munch's Odyssey... ...which was with a different character and there was another one called Stranger's Wrath... ...so they're basically different characters in the world of Oddworld. Um, and uh, Jim kind of hinted that Lauren had said... ...that they want to essentially use these new remasters to build kind of a new canon... ...and instead of just simply going back and remastering all the games to make a new new canon but still use like the good parts of those old games which sounds interesting to me definitely i hope this hasn't affected those plans too much um i think they'll be okay but um them saying that it was devastating for sales is it is not a good thing so and they're already kind of indie esque in in that way they've got kind of like support of playstation is it is a bit of an odd relationship they got with playstation at the moment, because um, even with the old games, they were exclusive to uh, to the PlayStation, and then they did like some Xbox games and stuff, so it's, they, they've had an odd relationship with PlayStation to say the least, so we'll see how it works out, hopefully they're able to like fulfil their plans and stuff that they've got, because it's quite obvious that they probably want to make more Abe games or more Oddworld games, so we'll see how all of it goes. Um, Robert, what do you make of this uh, situation with PS Plus and that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird in one sense, but um, I, I really wouldn't know what you would call that game either. It's more than a remaster. Um, but outside of that, honestly, I'd, I'm i not familiar enough with the franchise to really guess on anything. So,
0: mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's essentially they took the second game, they remastered the good parts of it, and then gave it an extension and also added to the gameplay they didn't change like the core of the gameplay they just added a bunch of stuff to it um but long story short what they did with the second game i thought was very very smart in the way that they handled their kind of approach to it uh because it's not really a remake either um but you, you don't really get too many games that do the specific thing that they did with that um so but it's good that they they were able to take like hey what what worked in the second aid game We'll take the good stuff from that. Put it into this new game. We've got new great ideas. Or ideas that I thought were really good. And then we'll just build off of that. And then hopefully do a third game. So uh, we'll see how it all works out. But I'm rooting for the studio. Uh, they've done some great stuff so far with these two games. And we'll see what they uh, come out with in the future. Hopefully this, hopefully whatever new game they're working on. Doesn't take as long as the second game. Because Hardworld World Storm was in development for a long time. But uh, it's, it goes along with what we've said before, right, Robert? As like, if they'd have released, uh, if they'd have rushed themselves and released Oddworld Soulstorm three years ago, it wouldn't be the game that it was, and it would have been a more rushed version. So, you know, good things come to those who wait, or something. And us Abe fans waited a long time for that second game, and in my opinion, it very much paid off. So, you know, take your time, do a very, very good game, but uh, anticipation can kind of kill you sometimes. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it that I've got for this week. Robert, what else do you want to talk about?
1: Uh, well, Riot Games is coming out with an MMO. They announced that last year. Um had some weird tweets from uh, uh, Mr. Sh- Greg Street, who is in charge of the game, talking about how there was no guarantee that the game would come out. Um, some people thought that, hey, it's going badly, it's in development hell, whatever. Um, he since clarified. He says that the development is going great. But when you say there's uh, no guarantees, he just meant that in the sense that nothing is guaranteed. Uh, there are no guarantees any game in this business will ship. Mm-hmm. Anyone who makes that promise um, will, is essentially saying that we'll ship the game even if it's disappointing. Uh, we won't be shipping a disappointing game. He also added in that his team won't crunch just to make sure the game has, is as good as it can be, and that Riot will absolutely release an MMO at some point, even if his MMO never ships. To be, But to be clear, he says, it's going to be great. So that's kind of weird. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a good part in that statement about, like, we don't want to release a bad game. I don't think any company deliberately wants to release a bad game, but sometimes they ha- those things happen, like with Battlefield that we talked about, mm-hmm. for, for certain reasons. Um but those reasons aren't always in the hands of the better people involved at studios because there are a number of executives in this medium, in this in this industry, that don't know what they're doing. And I think that's been more than proven <laughs> in the past. Um, But it's true, you know, no, no game is guaranteed to come out. There are games that are extremely likely to come out, such as if you were to say, I don't know, God of War Ragnarok, or, you know, a, a big kind of games like that, or new FIFA games, new COD games those sorts of things. Uh but yeah, let's see what happens with that. And uh but yeah, it is a bit bit of an odd kind of hmm, strange statement, strange way to sort of word what uh what you were saying in there. So we'll have to see how that plays out, I suppose. But you know, we've we've had games like what Kingdom Hearts three took what, fifteen years to get made? Um He had uh Other games have been... Cyberpunk, which took obviously a while to come out... Got delayed over and over and over again. Um, But games being delayed... Just means the studio thinks... Hey, we want to make this product better. Um, That doesn't always mean it's going to definitely be better. But it means that somebody involved in the studio somewhere... Has said, hey, this game... Is not ready. And that person has either talked to a person that's got the power... Or they've got the power to make the decision to say this game is delayed. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting stuff. Uh, what do you make of this, anyway?
1: Yeah, well, like I said, he is in charge of the development, so obviously he knows more than anybody else what's going on. And honestly, I just think he's being he's just keeping it real. He's saying, mm. we're going to do our best. Nothing is guaranteed. It could never come out, but I'm going to do my best to make it come out.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... We'll see what happens with that all right what else do you want to talk about
1: uh well hideo kojima has denied a rumor that sony is preparing to acquire uh, kojima studios saying that the whole thing is a misunderstanding started by a twitter post by hideo kojima uh, the be- the buzz began earlier when noted by games radar sony expanded the banner image of their playstation studios website a splice a splice up of iconic video game characters including Kratos, Aloy, Deacon, um, and then they included Sam Porter uh, Bridges from Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. And then the day after that, uh, Kojima himself tweeted out the same image, complete with a PlayStation Studios logo. Predictably, the rumor and went nuts, saying, oh, Sony's going to buy Kojima Studios, but he's like, nope, we're staying independent. So he apologized for the misunderstanding, and he says he's just... Uh, it was a misunderstanding, and he's saying that uh, his new fr- Mexican-French thriller film, new Order, di- new Order, directed by Michael Franco, is uh, is something that he really enjoyed. So he's just kind of all over the place with his tweets.
0: Um, yeah, we love Kojima here at Entertainment Talk. Um, I've played uh, some of his games. I think you've played a couple of them as well. Um and yeah as we said before he has a weird and wonderful mind but we mean that in the best way possible um yeah it's it, it's the way that things can go this day and age on the internet you know um just because he you know he has a good relationship clearly with playstation whether that means his next game is coming out on playstation that doesn't exactly guarantee that he could be working on an xbox game and a playstation game uh we we just don't know right now but of course that's the cool mystery part of kojima which is that he is very mysterious. Which is kind of a cool part about him. But um. There, there's a few too many rumours at the moment on the internet. About like. Oh Kojima tweeted out a picture of a chair. That means he's working on Silent Hill. And it's like. How have you come to that conclusion? <laughs> um Now I, I want to point out a YouTuber here. Right. And this isn't me having a go at this particular YouTuber. I watch some of his content now and again. I don't quite agree with the way that completely that he does his content, but that's his decision as to how he wants to make videos. Uh the guy's called MBG over on YouTube and again I'm not attacking him, I'm not saying he's a nasty person. He's got his particular way of perceiving info and how he deals with and how he shares info. Some of his titles are a little bit clickbaity. I mean, I've seen much much worse, but he he does a lot of... what well, I mean, he does a lot of rumor-type videos. And he's kind of been very obsessed with this whole, like, new Silent Hill, new Metal Gear stuff. He's clearly a massive Metal Gear fan, and he wants to see the franchise do well. As do I. Um, And the fact that, like, you know, Konami is kind of getting in the way of that is a big, big disappointment. And, sure, we'd all love for Kojima to be working on a, a new Silent Hill or a new Metal Gear or something like that. We saw obviously, the potential that PT had... Um, He's known to get... This particular YouTube... I don't actually know his name... But this this uh, YouTuber called MB, MBG... He's gotten uh, quite big on YouTube... And credit to him for doing that... He's done it in his own way... Some of which I disagree with... But there's far, far worse on YouTube... He's gotten kind of... Like I said, kind of obsessed with this whole potential of like... Oh, Kojima tweeted this... And this means this and stuff... So I wonder if like... Some of the people that maybe replied to Kojima and said like, Oh, that means you're being bought by PlayStation. Are some of that audience... Again, again, I'm not trying to blame anybody for anything. I'm just saying... Things can get like misinterpreted in certain ways. Um, because for some people, if they watch MBG's speculation videos... And he can speculate all he wants about like... Oh, I think Kojima's working on this because of this or that. Or there's a new Silent Hill or Metal Gear because of this or that. He's free to do that, obviously. Um, but I think some of his audience may be buying into it a bit too much. Um, and it's fun to speculate. You know, we speculate about things on podcasts uh, when, when the opportunity arises for itself. But I think there's... a Because there's been... You know, we're in a bit of like an acquisitions phase, aren't we? You know, Sony brought Bungie. Microsoft brought Activision. Obviously Bethesda before that. And then... Um, the thing happened with Jade Raiden, Ra- Raymond's studio and everything. And I understand the eagerness for fans of Metal Gear and Silent Hill and all that kind of stuff to be like, please Sony buy Kojima Productions so that they can work on Metal Gear, Silent Hill and all this kind of stuff. But it gets a bit overblown in certain situations. So I, th- I think that's maybe what happened here, basically. I think some people kind of saw like, oh, he's posting a po- picture of playstation studios that means that they've brought that means that silent hill metal gear and they they you know got a bit carried away which if you want to be excited about that and get carried away that's that's fine but then it causes things like kojima to think oh shit i've maybe done something wrong i should apologize so um it's an innocent mistake you know people in this world have done far worse but um it's it's just an innocent situation where I suppose some people have got too excited about tweets that they've seen. They've put two and two together and they've come up with six, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my whole take on the on the situation. I don't think anybody's done anything wrong. I just want to make that clear. Um, and we all want to be excited about games and the game announcements and things like that. Kojima's somebody who can work on very exciting things, so that's cool. But unfortunately, Konami is the kind of sticking point within all of that. Um but uh, what what do you kind of make of i guess that situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, the assumption is pretty understandable. I mean, he did put that logo out on his twitter account, so um mm-hmm. but then again, it's Kojima. he does uh, he does kind of have a a unique way of looking at things, so yeah um outside of that, you're right, I mean, so many studios have been gotten bought lately that's it's, it's not hard to make that assumption,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so,
1: again, nobody's done anything wrong.
0: Um, It's just uh, overblown speculation fun, I suppose, but um, it is what it is. Um, In terms of, like, let's say hypothetically, if Sony did acquire Kojima Productions, I don't know that that would make that much difference, really, because I still think he'd be very willing to work with PlayStation anyway on what that would be. We don't know whether it would be Death Stranding 2 or something else. The 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 unfortunate issue... Because there, there's a dream scenario, right? Where... Instead of buying Konami... Sony goes and buys the IP... For Metal Gear... Castlevania, hopefully, as well... And, and, and Silent Hill... Or maybe one of those three... And then they say to Kojima... Hey, we've got Silent Hill or Metal Gear... It's yours. You know, we, we acquire you... And we acquire those IP... And that can come together like a dream... Um... I don't actually think that scenario would um, require Kojima Productions to be bought. However, it would require Konami to do something. That's been the the barrier the whole time. So, it's it's an unfortunate situation. But, um, yeah, still excited to see what Kojima works on and everything. And I'm sure we'll hear about it when uh, he's ready. So, there we go. And in terms of a Death Stranding 2, by the way... I don't really need one with how the game ended if he made one and kojima had an interesting idea i'd probably play it but unless you did something else with the story but like when that game when that game ended and how it ended with sam and stuff i kind of thought like that was a really good experience but i don't need that again um like i don't need a, a sequel per se did you play death stranding i can't remember
1: Sorry, you just kind of lagged out there for a second. No, no, I never got around playing the game. I do kind of want to at some point. I might just buy the PC version if it goes on sale.
0: Mhm. Okay, fair enough. Um, you might be able to get the uh, director's version, which has like extra stuff, I think, as well. So I, I I don't know what that's like on PC. So we'll see. Anyway, that's the Kojima stuff. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about. Is that we officially have hologram doctors in space? Uh, NASA explains via space.com that a team of medical personnel were holoported onto the International Space Station from Earth using Microsoft HoloLens, uh, the Kinect camera, and some custom software. It sends and constructs high-quality 3D models to people of people so they can actually appear to be in the space station itself with the astronauts. And I just found this as an interesting article because we rem- I remember HoloLens. It was like 2017 or 2018's E3. It's a and they had like, yeah, yeah. And they had a really awesome stage demonstration with it. And then nothing. Yeah, like, it just completely
0: vanished. Yeah,
1: it completely fell off the face of the earth. That was a Minecraft get, demo, right? Yeah. It mm-hmm. got launched mm-hmm. um, uno- officially, unofficially. Um, you can buy it, but it's enterprise level, so it's like twenty five hundred dollars. Jesus, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and I have seen it in use. I mean, it's been used for like three D rendering, three D modeling, things like that. Um, it's just it's weird that Microsoft came up with this like really awesome thing that they do nothing with.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Can you get it with Game Pass? <laughs> <sighs> If we could, I'd have it already. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, just pay $10 and get, like, this HoloLens thing. Um, Yeah, so... But, no, that, that's one of ga- uh, the industry's mysteries, I think. Like, they showed this demo, and it was like, oh, obviously the Minecraft thing was an example. And then, as you said, after that E3 presentation, I think it was back in 2017, just it disappeared. That was half a decade ago. We're in 2022 now, but... And we probably talked about it on the podcast because we started in 2016. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can't remember what we said about it back then. Obviously, I've done how many episodes. But, yeah, very, very odd uh, odd situation. Um, you could make some great games with that thing, probably. Um, and, you know, speaking of, like, ways to evolve games um, and all that kind of thing, uh, yeah that that i mean that wasn't something i included in the topics when i did my um how games can evolve podcast because i mainly just focused it on just normal games I, I, I didn't touch upon like ar or vr or anything that's like a different topic in of itself um plus vr with gaming is still kind of young anyway but um outside of gaming with a controller that's certainly a way that you could do different things with games um and you can do a whole bunch of visual kind of stuff with that so I don't know. I don't know. Um, but cool are they finding some use, some like quiet use for this? I suppose. Um, so that so what did you say? Twenty five hundred dollars.
1: Twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. So there we go. Maybe one day we'll see it used in in games or with that Minecraft thing. I don't know. Can you actually get that Minecraft demo, or is that just a just a?
1: I honestly don't know.
0: Yeah yeah i I, i've honestly after they did that demo thing at e3 i haven't seen a single article a single youtube video or anything on any of it um so the world kind of just moved on so there we go all right so that's all that you've got Mm -hmm. for your news all right cool Uh, let's move on to some emails some feedback and whatnot if you would like to write into the show let us know what you think of maybe what you're playing or some news that you saw or anything that we've discussed you can get involved by writing in to matthewidentertainmenttalk.org uh, twitter etalkuk Twitter a contact page and information in your show notes there's also a big email box on the website version of the episode a lot of you like to use that which is good uh, you can continue to do that if you want to and a clickable email name in your show notes uh, Lauren's got a question a bit more aimed at me about crunch which is fine uh, Lauren says I thought it was odd the way that Matt spoke about crunch I understand his support for the devs and wanted to, wanting to support them but you didn't really condemn the crunch itself uh, yeah so we were asked a question uh, I don't think it was from Lauren I think it was from somebody else and they said like you know we don't really bring up crunch that much which we don't um, so I'm not going to lie about you know not talking about that because we, we don't really and there was the crunch story with um, TT Games and the Lego game which I did address on my, my review of the, the game itself But, um, I want to say this in kind of the nicest way possible, but, I I mean, I know this, obviously this show and these episodes are focused on gaming, but, like, I mean, me not condemning Crunch and stuff, there's just, there's worse things going on in the world, (laughs) and, uh, I, I understand, like, I mean there's not really much point point it i also don't feel like if i was to sit here for five ten minutes and bitch and moan about the idea of crunch itself because the way i simply look at that which was kind of what i explained is okay these devs have been working hard on the game if i have no interest in the game anyway then i probably won't pay attention to it unless an interesting piece of news comes up But if it's something like The Last of Us with Naughty Dog or it's, you know, TT Games being crunched on working on Star Wars. The only thing I can really do is say, hey, you guys have worked hard on a game that I really enjoy. And this game looks great. You've worked hard on it. So instead of me just being like, oh, no, you got worked too hard, I'm going to ignore the game to play it and support the devs. And then, you know, if the game is good, so like with the Lego Star Wars game do a review and put the good you know put the must play thing on there and give it a nine out of ten which is what i gave it and spread the good word about it um that's kind of what i can do um but i don't think like me sitting here i need to specifically condemn the crunch itself but um it, it is what it is i suppose uh but we've talked about crunch before i don't know if you want to add anything to this robert at all
1: no not really i mean i've worked jobs that would could be considered crunch so i've been through it it sucks but Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's not unique to the gaming industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because I was going to touch upon that as well, which you have just brought up. Apart from, like, you know, COVID patients and NHS workers and stuff being overstretched, obviously there's more people in hospital, which obviously got brought up in the news when it was happening more. Um, there's crunch that goes on in TV, in films, um, in other uh, media and stuff. I mean, I've talked to... Um, people I play COD with and they go, hey, I've just got back from like... Or they, they've they gone to sleep after a really long work shift and they got up and they're fresh and they want to, you know, have some fun after they finish their work shift and they'll tell me that they did like a 14, 15, 16 hour job doing like um delivery driver stuff because they had loads of stuff to do or, or whatever it would be. Um People don't really talk about that. But I suppose with... I suppose it comes down to, like, because you don't really hear about the day-to-day workings of, like, delivery drivers on the news. Like, you know, unless and, and something specific happens, like a roadblock with the, you know, protests that were happening, then you hear about it. But the reason we hear about it more in the gaming industry is because it's more, you know, media and entertainment news. So the, these things are happening a lot in other industries. It just doesn't get talked about as much. Um, I mean, now and again, I'll hear some, I'll hear an actor or an actress say like, "Hey, yeah, we shot for fourteen hours on this day or something." I, I remember that happened with a um, Walking Dead thing once, and they had like a fourteen-hour day of shooting, um, shooting the show, but nobody moaned about it. So it, it just is what it is. So I, I don't know what else I can say about it. So I should move on. Um, Beth says, um, Hey Robert. So this is a question for you. Uh, I was listening to you talk about cyberpunk and wondered, will you give it another chance?
1: Uh, probably not. I don't really feel the need to give it another chance just because I gave it a chance at the start and it failed. And then I waited till I got my series X so that I could play the best version of the game and it still failed. So I don't really feel the need to try again with it.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um oh, there was a bit of news uh it's a small bit of news I just want to mention while on the topic. Um I think CD Project Red said that the so the expansions they had planned for Cyberpunk are coming out next year. Um which is fine cuz they've just done this big uh patching for Cyberpunk, so there we go. Uh so that's for the, the the expansions that we talked about before. Um Harrison lastly finishes off says, "Hey lads, thanks as always for the great content. You're very welcome." um was doing my usual scroll through YouTube and I find a King Kong King Kong sorry and Godzilla uh Cod Warzone video I didn't watch it but why and what's going on with that as the Cod player out of the two of us I also saw that video pop up I didn't click on it but I was also very equally as confused <laughs> yeah it, it, in the thumbnail it had uh King Kong and it said King Kong and Godzilla invade COD Warzone. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know how that works within the context of the game. But they've done some strange things with Warzone. I've seen some obviously because the game itself tries to advertise Warzone to me because they want me to play that. Because the game itself is actually it's not called COD Modern Warfare anymore. The the base game is called Call of Duty Warzone. Because basically what happens right, I've got my COD Model, Modern Warfare disc I put it into my PlayStation and although the disc obviously back in 2019 there wasn't Warzone so that's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare but the the icon for the game on my PlayStation main menu thing cross media bar is actually called Call of Duty Warzone uh, and when you boot it up and you get you know you know the splash loading screen that you get mm-hmm. with every game it's got that and it says Call of Duty uh it actually says call of duty warzone modern warfare or something it's 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 very strange the way that that's all turned out cuz essentially what you boot up into right you boot up the game you get the splash loading screen you get the call of duty logo you get the infinity ward stuff and all that you can click past all that then you have the main menu uh it says um call of duty warzone and it's got this uh, pacifica update again i have no idea what that is cuz it's to do with warzone I press x And then it gives you four options. Uh, From left to right, it gives you Call of Duty Vanguard. So it says Campaign, I think Zombies and Multiplayer. Then from the left, of the left hand side, it's got the Warzone, which just has the one clickable menu. Then it's got Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War, which was the, is the worst of the four. Sort of. That's got Campaign, Zombies, Multiplayer. And then further to the right, it's got Call of Duty Modern Warfare and it actually says that. So essentially what the game gives you. Is yes I've got the Modern Warfare 19 disc. But if I had like the digital versions of. uh, Obviously I've got the digital version of Warzone installed. But if I have the digital versions of. um, Cold War and Vanguard installed. You can kind of switch between the four of them. Which is kind of a cool idea that also is not really necessary. It's kind of more of a. It serves more of a COD game hub um with multiple menu items and things and stuff that's like never happened with god before so yeah um but i don't pay attention to to warzone and that kind of stuff i have friends that still play it and everything which is uh, they can do what they want to do but yeah in terms of godzilla king kong being added I have absolutely no idea how that works. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that sounds more like a Fortnite thing than anything else.
0: It does. You know, when you know when Spider-Man's coming out, they add <laughs> Spider-Man. Or when the Uncharted film comes out, they put um, Nathan Drake in there. Yeah, very much sounds like that. So um, I am curious to see what that is. Or, like, are you doing some sort of Evolve thing where there's a team of you and you're shooting down King Kong or Godzilla? I'm just guessing because I don't know, but... Yeah, that's not... If someone said to you Kong... Uh, G- I can't say his name, probably. King Kong and Godzilla. You wouldn't associate that with COD, would you? <laughs> so, Yeah. Um, I also don't know why that's happening. It's not like I mean, there was the recent film, King Kong vs. Godzilla. That was, what, last year? The year before? Mm-hmm. Say, so, yeah. so that's not exactly, like, new marketing. Because, um, like, we're, we're probably when we get to... Because you know you're right with with the Forza, uh, Fortnite stuff, right? They have it so like, oh, Doctor Strange is coming out. We're gonna add Doctor Strange to Fortnite. Hey, Uncharted film is out. Let's add Nathan Drake. Hey, the Spider Man film is out. Let's add Spider Man to the game. But that fits within Fortnite because it's it's just character skins. Um, mm-hmm. You're still doing the same things, which is like picking up guns and doing the whole battle royale thing, but. I have no idea how King Kong and Godzilla fans into caught. Any guesses yourself, Robert?
1: Yeah, not No clue. <laughs>
0: not clue, yeah. So, uh, we'll see what that's about. I'm sure the game will advertise it to me at some point, whenever that comes out, but we shall see. Anywho, uh, that's what we've got. Kind of a fun note to end on, I suppose, with the mystery of all that. Um, I'm going to have to go watch that trailer now, aren't I? Just, just to see how that works. So yeah uh see how that goes anyway that's all we got for you for this episode thanks very much for joining uh, for, for joining us and for for listening uh Robert thank you for joining me again today and um, we'll be back of course next week um oh uh yeah we missed the show last week because it was my birthday uh you reminded me it was uh your birthday soon what's um yeah
1: week after next so well the first we can record and then the eighth um I'll be out of town. Okay,
0: we'll either rearrange that, or right? I'll maybe do a solo episode or something. Um, we'll we'll see. So, it's in, that's in two episodes' time.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: So yeah, uh, there we go with that. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, dot org, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look at all of that uh, for what we're doing over there. If you want to support Entertainment Talk on the podcast, you can either, of course, listen to more episodes. There's a whole bunch of them, so take a pick for whatever you want to listen to. Out of those, Uh, if you want to support us in other ways, you can also uh, just tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media that helps us out as well. Patreon $1, $3, level tiers, ad free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. For all of our different stuff, Uh, Patreon $1, $3, level tiers, ad free podcast review options. Uh, Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, if you want to know about the newest TV and film news uh, for your favourite shows and films and stuff, uh, for what's going on with those, uh, you can find David's website, which is geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, Geek Geektown Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays, so look out on Tuesdays for those episodes. Uh, Bex, who's also involved with all this, uh, she streams very regularly over on Twitch. You can also follow her on Instagram and Twitter by searching for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, Uh, Go and give her a follow on those different platforms. See what she's up to. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitch as well. Etalk UK for my different gaming streams. Uh, Those are all up to date and archived. On the YouTube channel which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Speaking of our YouTube channel. As you'd mentioned on the Flash podcast. uh, I uh, put up a whole bunch. A whole bunch of. um, Game clips. There was probably what 30? 40 (laughs) game clips. There was a bunch of them. Uh, you said it kind of uh, came up in your feed. Which means that YouTube's actually working for a change. Which is good. <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, so a bunch of COD clips. And there's some Dying Light 2 stuff that I'd forgotten to put up there. Some Star Wars stuff. So all that good uh, thing over there. Uh, you can find those on the YouTube channel. Which was called Entertainment Talk Play. So you can check out all that. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.